This episode of The Faithful Agent brought to you by our sponsors, Rachel Inman with The Mortgage Mamas and our sponsors at patreon.com. Christians in real estate, let's dive right in and learn how to grow our business and grow our faith. Tyler, live events change lives. We were together in March in Virginia Beach, and I was so pumped up to see so many Christian agents gathering together to grow their business and their faith. We've just got to do it again. Let's get together in beautiful Ashburn, Virginia, right outside our country's capital on October 19th and 20th. Live events really do change lives, just like Janet, who came to that conference wondering how to marry her business and her faith and leaving totally fired up to serve the Lord through her business. Go to faithfulagent.com forward slash conference to get your ticket now. Go there right now. We can't wait to meet you. What's up, Faithful Agent family? Welcome back to another episode of the Faithful Agent podcast. We are glad that you've joined us, just Tyler and myself today, and we're going to dive into family rhythms. One of the questions that we've gotten in our Facebook community, which if you haven't joined, check it out. Facebook.com, research, or Google. Yes. <laughs> Check it out. Research. Research. Just Google. Search. Or Google the Faithful Agent Facebook group, and you'll find it. I meant go in the search bar and yeah. whatever. Uh, there's perfect. We're talking about uh, family rhythms and, and uh, having young kids and being exhausted, but also That's if you right. have older kids or no kids. So uh, research or Google. <laughs> Google it. Oh, that was a terrible intro, but we're keeping it because this is real life. So we're excited that you guys have joined us today. Thank you for joining us. We're going to talk about family rhythms. You must be really tired to keep that. that? Yes, because you (laughs) never keep those. That is proof of just how far behind on sleep we are. That's that's how bad we actually are at this, everybody. Man, so we think it would be appropriate to give parenting jokes. Tyler has three kids with yes. one on the way. We we just had our fourth. She's a month and a few weeks old, about five and a half weeks. So, T, give us a good parenting joke, buddy, and yeah. then we'll dive into the family rhythm. Yeah, so I think we talked last week. I don't know when this will come out, but we talked last week that I went on a trip to Alaska, had a great time fishing, just incredible experience. And But as I was traveling, thinking about countries maybe I want to go to, I thought about Switzerland. And, you know, do you know what the best thing about Switzerland is? I don't. But the flag is a huge plus. All right. First of all, I've heard that before, but I said oh. parenting jokes. That's not a parenting yeah. joke. It's a dad joke. That's why I, that's the way I took a uh, parenting joke. It's a dad joke. <laughs> that's terrible. This is the worst intro I'm I've ever had. I'm not good at giving dope <laughs> jokes that are in a category. As that's true. All right. Past. That's fair. Well, I'm going to tell a real life story just because I think this is funny. My my son, Dylan, I've got three girls and a boy. My My only boy, Dylan, he's four. And in my house, it's a battle between on mommy's team or daddy's team. And that means daddy likes coffee and mommy doesn't. So they'll say, I love coffee. I'm on daddy's team or, you know, it changes every day. Or I, coffee is yuck, yuck. I'm on mommy's team. Well, the other day, my four-year-old boy says, I'm on daddy's team. Coffee is yuck, yuck, but I love it. <laughs> and we're like, that doesn't make any sense, buddy. And he was like, coffee is yuck, yuck, but I love it. I like, love- all right, I don't think you understand what this means. Yes. But, uh, you know, uh, whatever. That's my offspring right there. Team that's player. the future Maroon. Yes, Team that's player. the future Maroon right there. I'm excited for mm-hmm. that. But, you know, we want to get into to, to family rhythm, to balancing work and family life. Uh, I think so many of us struggle with that. I mean, it's hard. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there's so much that is pulling us towards wanting to be with our family. There's lots of work responsibilities that are pulling us in that direction. And I think if we're honest, most of us feel like 
we're failing in both areas, right? Because how can I do work well and do family well? And I think that's a struggle for a lot of people. So as we unpack, admittedly, both of us are trying to figure it out too. And and some of the, maybe the things that we've learned, the things that we're wrestling with and hopes that it can be an encouragement. You don't have to have young kids. You don't have to have kids at all. Maybe you're just married and you're trying to figure out your rhythm with your spouse, mm-hmm. trying to run a business. I and mean, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you have older kids and they have more independence than freedom. But, you know, I was coaching up somebody the other day who said she can't remember the last time she's been on a family vacation and not worked. And she's got older kids, right? So how do we balance this work and life? And, and how do we do that to the best of our ability? So, I mean, let's let's talk about that and, and do it from a biblical perspective. So what do you think, T? Kick us off here, buddy. Yeah, well, I want to jump into some practical things here in a little bit on what you and I each do to kind of manage our time and ensuring that, you know, we're moving the big rocks first or filling the jar up with the big rocks first and keeping the, you know, the main thing, the main thing. But, you know, one thing that I heard recently, actually last Sunday, uh, my pastor taught sermon on the the transfiguration. So it was a very impactful message, but the ultimate uh, bottom line was that in life, we are constantly distracted. We're constantly filling our agendas, our schedules with other things because we just have this incapacity to be content exactly where we are. Above all things, even when we think that maybe filling our time with family time, time with our spouse, time with the church community, time with the, the community as a whole, the one thing that we need to be distracted by more than anything in order for all of those to be successful is by the glory of God. And if we aren't distracted by that more over anything, then then we're not prioritizing the right things. I think that that realization and that just awakening um, of my heart to the spirit and to the glory of God is what has allowed me to confidently align the priorities in my life. Finding contentment in that joy in that it's the natural outflow of all good things that come from the Lord. So that is just the point that I want to make on a whole. And then practically speaking, let's jump into maybe, you know, how do we actively manage our time or what are some hacks that I know you have a ton. So I'll ask uh, punt back to you in an effort to try to be back and forth in this punt back to you. Some of the things that your family does to protect that and, and to prioritize that balance. Yeah, man. Oh, first of all, I love that point. That's a great point. Most of all, be distracted by the glory of God. And this is hard enough. And, you know, admittedly, there's there's time. We've got a newborn in the house, right? So yeah. do I get the wake up at six and have two hours to myself and spend 45 minutes in the quiet time and, and prayer and reading? And No, I mean, that's not happening right now. Baby wakes up and is fussing and I'm trying to help my wife sleep a little bit longer. So I go grab the baby and you know, so so things just change their seasons of life and rhythms of that. And but but to your point, I mean, it, it is by the grace of God alone that we can be present where we are. You know, I, I'll start with this. It's interesting. My wife and I having a conversation last night. You know, one of the things that's been hard for her, she's a stay at home mom, and which is a very difficult job, especially with four kids. But she's a stay at home mom, and she talked about how she's struggling because she really wants to provide a place for me when I'm done working and I work upstairs on our third floor, right? But when I'm done working to come to a place that's, you know, peaceful and calming because she knows that I've had a long day and all those things. And, you know, she made the comment of like, I want you to be excited to come come downstairs and see us, right? And all those things. And I said, I, number one, I said, I, I love you and I appreciate you for that. But absolutely am excited, right? Now, excited means something a little bit different in a season where, you know, we've got four little kids and 
when I get off work and I come downstairs, it's not that it's peaceful and serene by any stretch of the imagination, right? It's hearing kids yelling and screaming and running around and knowing that my job is to enter into that chaos. And, and quite honestly, that's difficult sometimes to say like, yeah, let's just do this. And this is my, this is my next job, right? My most important job, a good faithful dad, in my opinion, goes to bed tired because they pitched in and they jumped in they've, they've taken, tried to bring Absolutely. peace to, you know, the chaos of their wife's day. And so I said, but this is joyful for me. It's, mm -hmm. it's different, right? It's a different kind of joy. It is joyful in being exhausted sometimes, right? Sometimes it's really hard and I hate it, but it's joyful in being able to be with the family and, you know, spend time with them. And so I think one of the things that I've been doing recently, you know, over the past many months, which has been really good is I just take every other Friday off, probably shared that on here before, but mm -hmm. taking every other Friday off the intentionality of being able to say to my family and specifically to my kiddos, like, Hey, daddy's taking off work today. Let's go do something fun and just spending time together, being intentional and making sure that I'm not putting work above my family as, as hard as that can be. Sometimes we're all driven to succeed, right? That's why we're entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think making it intentional that I don't work past five, sometimes I do, right? I mean, that's just my rule. Sometimes I got to work on stuff. So let's not pretend like that's not true. But And then taking every other Friday off, like being intentional, say, this is when I work and I'm going to do my best. But when I'm done working, I'm done working. And when I come downstairs, at least I try. I'm not great at it. When I come downstairs, I take my phone. I put it in this little little box called ARO, A-R-O, which is a company that just times how long your your phone's been in the box. And you you know you can say, I used it for family time, whatever. It's been really cool. And intentionally put that away, take my watch off so I don't keep getting buzzed on my watch either. And and then just like, I'm here. And so I think just the the gift of presence is is difficult, but something I, I strive to practice. So yeah, I mean, that's one of the things. But what, what about you? That's you great. Buddy? Yeah, I love that you talked about that. I mean, eliminating distractions, focusing in on your family. I mean, God's glory is exalted in the gift of your family and the way that mm -hmm. as a husband, you pursue your bride and as a father, you shepherd your children. So, I mean, that totally aligns. And I, you know, one thing that I've realized it is going to be simple. I mean, one of the simple facts we always talk about is just where you spend your time is what's most important. Protect your calendar, fight for it. You know, mm -hmm. it's not just, there's so many things that are trying to take your schedule captive in this world. It's so easy to fill it up and get busy being busy rather than whether that's um, eliminating productivity from your work life and certainly in eliminating productivity from your family life or your personal life or your spiritual life if you're just totally focused on filling up your calendar and saying yes to a lot of things. That's why we talk about being intentional with your yeses, resolving that, they, that your yes be a yes so that you can follow through with it because when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So mm. that's, uh, those are all points we've, we've reiterated on this show, but certainly... The reason why we're so convicted in that is because those are the, the foundational principles that allow you to prioritize your family life, that allow you to prioritize your relationship with the Lord. And without committing to them, you're not going to do them well because they're simple, but they're difficult. And being resolute is something that we're not great at because we are like dust tossed into the wind in a lot of ways in our life. But we need to find things that we can cling to. And simplicity is easy to adhere to. It applies to a lot of different facets of our life, and it's way easier to be consistent with. So in the, the principle that I was going to make at the beginning of that is I've learned a lot that in order for me to be the best husband I can be, 
the best father that I can be, friend that I can be, brother that I can be, is that I've kind of got to recognize how I get filled up, whether that is obviously in time with the Lord so that I'm not um, centering my discernment around anything but the scripture, um, but also things like, man, this is going to sound simple, but if I don't sweat or if I don't get energy out, like really feel that tangible um, result of I resolved to work out and I got a tangible reaction to that, I don't, I don't feel great. Like that, it is, it's a very, like my mind operates in a very linear, objective way where I like to set a goal and achieve it. I like to do X and then Y comes out. And that certainly leads to idolatry in a lot of ways and hard for me to open up my hands. But it also is a way that I can be content in where I am when I set up these little systems in my day to day where I know that if I go to the gym or if I go downstairs into our, into our basement gym, I work out for half an hour. My mind's going to be so much more at peace that I've executed one of the tasks that I've established for myself. Super simple. And I didn't realize how important that was to the way that I loved my wife and the way that I love my kid, all these things until I, you know, got inconsistent with it. And I would be thinking at the end of the day, I'd come home and it's 515 or, and I'm kind of thinking like, man, I'd really like to go work out right now when I should be focused on hanging out with my kids. Not that I'd rather work mm. out than hang out with my kids, but it just is, I feel this pull that I needed to do that. So the message in all that was, I resolved, I'm going to work out before the kids wake up. I'm going to get up at five o'clock. It doesn't feel good. I don't always like to do it, but it's about choices, right? If things are, these simple things that we've talked about aren't easy, they're difficult to do, but it's simply a choice. In that moment when my alarm goes off, I can choose to turn it off. I can choose to go down, take 10 minutes to slam a cup of coffee, get some energy out so that I'm going to be more productive in every facet of what it means to be a godly man today and going forward. Mm. And that is just a simple, whatever that is for you and whatever's going to distract you, if there is something that's going to distract you throughout the day, get it done. Like take the time to why let it, why be 50% productive for eight hours of the day if you could be 100% productive, if you just took the first 30 minutes and got done whatever you wanted to get done. Do you want to generate more leads, create more leverage, and have more life? Do you want to build business the way the Lord called you to by serving and loving people? Well, we want to help. I've sold over 500 homes in just eight years, all by relationship, and I show you how in my eight-part e-course on the foundations of lead generation. Just go to faithfulagent.com, click get the e-course to learn more, and... Just for being a faithful listener, use promo code podcast for $100 off. Now, back to the show. I think it's really important, too. I mean, in that concept and that idea, most real estate agents that I personally know, and I would imagine most of the agents in our, in our faithful agent family are those who will always put others' needs above their own to the mm -hmm. detriment of themselves, sure. right? You know, you're just always pouring yourself out. I, t I actually told my wife last night, like I'm intentionally right now in this season trying to pour myself out for her. She's got a baby that she's that sh she alone is going to keep alive, right? <laughs> I'm not. She's waking up in the middle of the night. I'm not. And she's the one that's doing all that. So I'm intentionally trying to pour myself out for her in all of these other ways, which is awesome and which is what I'm called to do. But at the same time, if I just do that and never stop to say, like you said, never stop to say, I just need a break to go sit and think. I, for me, I need a break to just read. 
you know, I stay up at night after everyone's gone to bed and just read because that's how I rest in a lot of ways, even though I'm getting less sleep mm-hmm. or getting up early and exercising or going to breakfast with a few of my guy friends. You know, we don't do it that often, but but just being intentional and saying, yes, should, you should pour yourself out. But yeah. to your point, Tyler, how do you make yourself most effective when you do pour yourself out and pay attention mm-hmm. to that and and yeah. and move into that area? You know, and, and some of the things I think that happens too for us is we, whether again, you have young kids or no kids or older kids, is in that same concept, as I mentioned earlier, this agent I was talking about does a great business, 30, 40 deals a year consistently, has older kids, but said she doesn't remember the last time she was on vacation without working. And quite honestly, the, the simple explanation I gave her, the simple encouragement I gave her was we looked at what she was doing. You know, she was spending hours putting up lock boxes or taking down real estate signs or showing houses even, right? And I just gave her an example of saying, you could pay someone 20 bucks an hour to go show houses for you, right? You could pay someone, I, for me, I got an intern at my church who was 17 years old, 20 bucks an hour, go to put up signs, put up lock boxes, run around and do the things because I wanted to buy back time. And when she started to get awareness of it, she was realizing she was spending like five, six hours a week alone, just like running around and doing tasks that someone else could do. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say, now, what do you think? Do you think you should pay that person? I asked her, what would your husband say if you told him for a hundred bucks, you could get five more hours a week to spend with him? What would he say? He would say, mm-hmm. absolutely do it. Right now, everybody's in a different position in, in their, their, in their business. But the point is this, I think, you know, we've got to be really intentional. I have someone cut the grass for me. I love cutting the grass. I absolutely love it. But I do that because to me, the value, I'm working. I've got all these things going on. The value to me is I'm buying that time back so I can be with my family as Mm -hmm. opposed to it's going to take me two hours to cut the grass and do X, Y, and D, right? Mm -hmm. I'm intentionally spending money. And and I told a, a buddy the other day, he was thinking about buying a house. He and his wife are having their second kid. They were thinking about moving, but he's got a great interest rate and great mortgage, but the house doesn't work for them with, with another kid coming. And my, what I told him, I said, buddy, if all you're working so hard to earn money, if that money that you're working hard for isn't going to be spent on your family and serving them, then what's the point, hmm. right? What's the point of working hard and selling houses if that means you got to be gone all the time? If you're making money, that's awesome. But what's the point in making all that money if you're not spending it to serve your family? That doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So use it in a way from a family rhythm perspective to say, my agent, Jesse, you guys have heard me talk about him. What we set up with him was, okay, he was working so much at night and on the weekends, right? We're agents. We understand that's how this works a lot of times. And so I said, okay, Jesse, here's what you're going to do. Two weekends a month, you're going to buy that time back. There is no way you're going to show a house. Now, you might have to answer a phone call, right? Or help write an offer, whatever. But you're going to be able to be physically present with your family. How are we going to do that? He has a showing assistant. For him, he actually pays her 50 bucks each weekend just to hold the weekend completely open. And then Mm -hmm. if she has to show, he pays her for that, right? And then, so that was working great. And then I said, okay, let's pick two nights a week where she, he doesn't pay her for those, but two nights a week where you have her and those are her nights to show. If someone wants to see a house then, that's her job. She's going to step it. So now his family knows these two nights every week, he's home, right? And these two weekends a month, he's home and he's not going anywhere. Just small things like that 
where he was scared of the money that he was going to spend next but it doesn't cost him that much money ultimately mm-hmm. and what is he doing he's buying back and showing his wife and his daughter this is what i work hard for and i'm going to spend it on you for me to be present that's what i want right so i think as mm-hmm. agents we need to think about those things and mm-hmm. be intentional with how we can go buy that time back and then give it and intentionally say to our families for me having a second phone was saying hey wife this is my work phone this is my personal phone and i would literally say at the beginning when i was early in my career i want you to see as we're going out on the date i want you to see i'm leaving my work phone here it's not coming with me so if I had looked at my phone or looked at text, she didn't think I was working, right? Small, that cost me like $20 a month for an extra phone. Just small things like that to show I'm here with you. And sometimes my mind is not there, right? My mind is all over the place. But physically, I'm trying to just be here with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that alone, that effort is so important and lacking in uh, the business world and in this world in general. And so anyways, just some thoughts and some encouragements, man, but you, you wrap us up, yeah. buddy. Yeah, man, that is, that is great. I, th- I think to, to echo all the things that you're saying here, this may be simple, but it bears repeating and clarifying for those that are listening. This, we aim to get clear in our direction in our business. We aim to get to simplify, streamline, be more efficient, create leverage, all the points that G's just made so that we can run a better business. And I think that in recent light and recently, I have learned that that has given me the ability to have much clearer expectations on what my week might look like. Right. So when you're when you're really good at having systems, when you're really good at knowing what each day is going to look like, you practice, you practice and you ultimately know, Okay, it's Sunday. I'm preparing for my week. I know what it's going to kind of look like. I have my rhythm kind of planned out and I have some expectations. That doesn't mean that fires aren't going to crop up. That doesn't mean that sometimes going to get stolen in certain places, which is why you should have margin baked into your schedule. The biggest realization that I came to was that ability for me to have good expectations for the week made Chelsea's expectations for the week so much better. She knew, she knows what, okay, it's going to be a little bit of a busy week. It's, it might be, we might be a little bit all over the place. We're going to have to fight a little bit harder to get time back. We might miss, you know, a, a morning together. I'm, I'm morning. I might have to leave because I'm, and I know, don't see the kids before they wake up. Whatever it might be, it's just much, much more clear expectations all around, which allows us to connect so much better. It allows me to be intentional with my kids to set the expectation that, hey, maybe I'm not going to, they're not, daddy's not going to be here in the morning when they wake up or, you know, whatever it might be. But not only is it a motivator to get streamlined for all of these business region, reasons so that you're more productive, it is it allows so much more freedom in all of your family time so that you do keep the main thing, the main thing. Hmm. And when you're great at that, you get great feedback loops. You recognize when, hey, okay, we've had these exceptions way too many times. And then now I'm actually considering some of those anchors that I refuse to move. Some of them are starting to get a little shaky. Feedback loop, take a step back, realize, are we keeping the balance in life? And balance is a, you know, we talked about this too. There's no real such thing as balance. We're not trying to, we shouldn't honestly be trying to seek balance in, you know, our family life and our work life. We should be constantly seeking imbalance so that we are growing, so that we're being challenged, so that we can learn to lead our kids and be involved in certain things more like balance is this false pursuit of just complacency, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean to undermine, you know, somebody's principles when they feel like they're in balance in life, they feel more at peace and more at rest. And and maybe people do that better. But for me, when I feel balanced, I feel complacent, like I'm sitting on my hands Mm -hmm. and I'm not 
growing in any way, specifically in my spiritual life and in my, my relationships with my family. So I would challenge people that think that they are in pursuit of a work-life balance or a balance between those things to think that, is that really what you should be looking for? Maybe we should start looking through the lens of, I need to be growing. I need to be challenging myself. I need to be getting outside the box more, not trying to find a way to just be stagnant. Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, it, we've talked about it. We'll wrap up, right? But going out of balance on purpose. I mean, that's really what this is. Yeah. There's no such thing yeah. as like, I've nailed this perfectly and I've nailed that perfectly. And you know, this is why, again, talking about family rhythms, like if you're married, this is such an important, helpful piece for your spouse, right? Give this, give your spouse permission. Please tell me if I, like you said, Tyler, if I am being too far out of balance, going too far the other way, right? If I'm spending too much time at work, or if I told you that spending time with the kids was important, but you recognize that I'm never really present, right? Not mentally present. I'm not there. Please tell me, please give me course correction. Please help me in these things. It's not easy. This is hard. You know, you might work 40 hours, but you're thinking about it for 80 hours. You know, this, this is not a simple right. thing to do. And so we need one another. We need a community. That's why the Faithful Agent community exists. And, and let me just say this as a last piece of encouragement. Agents and, and Faithful Agent family, we all know that we all struggle with being present and having good good rhythms and having the ability to just show up for our families when we need to and, and not think about work and put it behind. It's hard. It's going to be a constant thing that we battle through and, and work on. And so be honest, right? I'm not surprised. I always say this. I'm not surprised when someone tells me that they sinned because you're going to, and I know that you're going to, right? right? Just like me. I'm not surprised if you tell me you struggle with being present with your family. Well, so do I. We're all going to be. We're all going to struggle. So let's just be honest and be encouraging to one another. So we love you. We don't have this all figured out by any means. We're trying to figure it out ourselves. And any advice is welcome to, to encourage uh, us in these pursuits as well. You know, this is why we want to be in community. This is why we want to see you at our, our October 19th event, our conference, because we want to be face-to-face, -face, present with one another, have these conversations at the event or after the event or before the event, right? Just getting in relationship with one another to say, I'm struggling too. Let's hold each other accountable. Let's encourage one another in this. So Faithful Agent family, we love you. We thank you that you dealt with our terrible intro of this episode. Pray for us to sleep. We love you and we will see you next time. Hey, Faithful Agents, as always, thank you so much for joining us again. We hope you will continue to help us build the Faithful Agent community by sharing this episode with your friends, tagging the Faithful Agent group on Facebook, and by actually downloading this episode to help us beat the algorithms and get the good word out to other faithful real estate believers. Go to faithfulagent.com and click join our Facebook community to join us, and we will see you next week.